Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Movie Maniacs Podcast. Big episode today. Um, not a lot of movie news to really discuss. Not any big trailers coming out as far as I know or from what I saw when I sketched the uh, or searched the great vastness that is the uh, the YouTube homepage. And, well, I'm sure you know what this episode is about since you clicked on um, the title of this episode. We are obviously going to be talking about the Oscar nominations, which came out today. This is a day of release episode, so here you go. You're welcome. Always putting it out there for the people. The people. Okay. Um, nothing really new that I've seen. Uh, any trailers, like I said, haven't seen much. There was a Reese Witherspoon Netflix trailer with Ashton Kutcher. I saw that. I didn't think looked really good. There's a, oh, are you there, God? It's me, Margaret trailer, which I didn't think looked very good. Um, yeah, not a lot of great stuff out right now um but you know that's just uh how it is in all honesty who cares because we've got a fullest of the oscar nominations they're back baby and now it really feels like a we are in the thick of awards season, and I'm all here for it. You know, listen, guys, uh, I'm going to go ahead and get this conversation out of the way, at least at least for this episode, because you guys know my thoughts on the... Oh, sorry, I'm putting my jacket on because it suddenly got very cold upstairs. Anyway, um, you guys know my, re my thoughts on the recent... Um, Oscar ceremonies and, and my thoughts on Hollywood overall. I I'm I can't claim to be the biggest fan, even though they've made I think great art in the past, and they're the reason you know I'm talking about movies and so forth. Uh, I can certainly have my qualms with them, and I have many, especially in recent years. And uh, we talked a lot about about this last year with the Oscar slap, the uh, hosts that year. Uh, I'm trying to remember who all, uh, Amy Schumer, Wanda Sykes. There was a, one more lady there. Uh, just the Oscars does a great job at hiring the very worst people that make money off of being quote unquote funny. I mean, this year, guys, Jimmy Kimmel hosting. When was the last time Jimmy Kimmel was funny? I mean, you're going to have to help me out to remember a time. It's at least 10 years ago. The man has not been funny in a very long time. I'm going to be dreading this award show. In all honesty, I don't think it's going to be good. I feel like I'm going to come back and I'm going to be saying the stuff that we've all been saying for the past five years. The Academy just can't really seem to figure out how to put on an entertaining show these days. These actors can't give good speeches to save their lives. Some of them do. Some of them are very touching. I mentioned some of those with the Golden Globes. Angela Bassett, Kihu Kwan, Michelle Yu, 
um, where these actors are themselves and aren't out there to give a message or to lecture us or anything like that. I'm good. Let's celebrate movies. I'm here because I like movies. Don't give me we don't talk about Bruno anymore or anything like that. What's in the pop culture space or anything like that. It's just uh, it's a very tricky balance, in my opinion, as to how to put on a great award show. I do not claim to have all the answers to these issues, which, you know, call me a hypocrite for that or not, or call me, you know, stupid for saying any of that stuff, you know, because I'm giving them, I'm, gi I'm giving them some flack here, but, you know, it is what it is. I, I mean, I think we can all agree the award shows have not been great in a long, long time. So make it that what you will, but I am still, despite all the odds, holding on to the great experience that the Oscars used to be, which hasn't, quite frankly, been in the years that I've watched them, which has been three to four years now I've been watching the Academy Award shows. I think it's been three years uh, since I've, that I've been watching them. All three have been miserable, four-hour-long experiences. You know, they just have not been great the last time I did it, I did the live stream. It was horrible quality, and I apologize for everybody whose time I wasted doing that. I might have to give it another shot, but I, I did have my brother Jude on to, to chat a little bit about, you know, the Academy and all that stuff. And, and we ended up having a good time, you know, just talking to one another. But ultimately i think we can agree that that was not a great ceremony there were decent moments but certainly no all-time like iconic moments and maybe that's a state of actors you know nowadays where the medium is at the quality of movies nowadays you know that you can have many different types of conversations about it but we're just gonna have to see what the 2022 you know award show shapes up to be I'm not excited just because, you know, we have Jimmy Kimball hosting, you know, that, that I would have much rather seen Ricky Gervais come back. He would have a lot of material considering some of the stuff Hollywood's pull, tried to pull recently, politics, all that stuff. That would have been great. But ultimately, that's not what we're getting. What we're getting is Jimmy Kimmel, uh, who is one of the last late night hosts. For sure, you know, on the air, Jimmy Fallon, Seth Meyers, uh, Stephen Colbert, none of which are funny. Um, need I throw in James Corden, another incredibly unfunny person who is supposed to be funny. Uh, but, you know, is what it is. That's my maybe people find them absolutely hilarious, but I don't think so. Um I think they largely bank on the star power in which they bring it. I don't think anybody thinks Jimmy Fallon is all that funny. I don't think anybody thinks Stephen Colbert is all that educated on politics or all that educated on how to make a proper joke. You know, I'm sure he used to be, but in recent years, these former funny comedians have not been funny. So I don't know. You know, I'd have much rather seen Ricky Gervais come back. You know, there are many more factors in play that could make it a good award show but one of the main ones is a good host and that ain't jimmy kimmel so all right well anyway let's let's get into these nominations here um i mentioned before i thought the golden globes and i were very much on a similar page 
when it came to the nominees, the ones who won, and so forth. So, you know, we're just going to have to see. I'll also be making predictions, what I want to win, and then what I think will win. So, let me see here. Costume design. This is our first category. Uh, and for the record, I have pulled up here at the NewYorkTimes.com the list of the nominations. I always try and, you know, not look beforehand, give you guys my fresh thoughts. I've seen a couple spoilers. You know, the Oscars nominations still definitely make more wrinkles into the news feed than Golden Globes or the Critics' Choice Awards. The Oscars still is the leading award show. I don't know if the Oscars will be around in 15 years. We're just going to have to see. But they still make much more of a ripple in the conversation than the Golden Globes, Critics' Choice Awards, anything in those lines. So I do have a couple things spoiled to me. But for the most part, this is fairly fresh. Once again, we're starting off with costume design. And I'll let you guys know what I think will win. My prediction, I guess. And then what I hope wins, which is two different things. So anyway, costume design. Here are the nominees. Babylon. Black Panther Wakanda Forever, Elvis, Everything Ever All at Once, and Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris. Have not seen Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris, um, but I think it's an old-timey film or whatever, uh, a period film, period clothing, thus the costume design nomination. Uh, I, I wanted to pull up a 2022 list of films as a reference to maybe things that I thought could have been nominated you know uh the northman i thought had some good costume design uh but it's very much gone under the radar recently so you know i, I don't know why that film isn't mentioned more but i i you know i guess it's not an oscar type of film <laughs> i don't know but anyway that would be one that i'd like to add onto the list but understandably it can't uh you know we'll get into some snubs and surprises later on down the line what i think should win here is probably I'm in between Babylon and Elvis right now. I'll pick Elvis, and I think Elvis is going to win this award. Babylon would be a very close second, followed by Black Panther Wakanda Forever, Everything Ever All at Once, and then Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris. Uh, we've seen period films before. I've seen, you know, trailer stuff. I can get a good idea of that costume design. Um my thoughts here, uh, I think Elvis deserves this award. You know, this is a, perhaps not the strongest list. You know, there's uh, All Quiet on the Western Front as well. But, uh, you know, I think Elvis deserves the win. I think it will win. If not Elvis, it'll probably go to Babylon. Uh, but you know, not a whole lot to talk about with this category. So we'll, we will move up the list here. Next up is Makeup and Hairstyling. Nominees here are All Quiet on the Western Front, The Batman, okay, okay, Black Panther Wakanda Forever, Elvis, and The Whale. The Whale obviously getting that nomination for Brendan Fraser wearing the fat suit. Still need to see The Whale. Hopefully we'll get to that one soon. Um, what I think will win here is either Elvis or Black Panther Wakanda Forever. I could see them going the Black Panther Wakanda Forever route because of the storyline behind it. The Oscars does occasionally, if not mostly, 
subject themselves or, or sub, you know, go down that line of, you know, what is the best storyline. Um, you could make the, the case that's Black Panther or Wakanda Forever. I'm going to pick Elvis as to what will win. I also think it probably deserves the win as well, Elvis. Despite its numerous flaws, and I think there are many flaws to poke with that movie, uh, the Tom Hanks performance, which I saw got nominated for a Razzie, as, right along with his performance in Pinocchio, Tom Hanks not having a great run as of late. And I, if you can go hear my review for A Man Called Otto, I don't really think that movie brought him out of that rut, despite the, you know, recommend I gave that movie. He's still kind of in a bit of a mediocre run right now, but is what it is. I think Elvis deserves the win. It probably will get the win. That's my prediction. If not Elvis, I'd probably predict Black Panther Wakanda Forever. A uh, big surprise here to see the Batman listed. I wouldn't have guessed this movie wouldn't have gotten any nominations. I'm happy to see it is getting some recognition. It was my second favorite movie of 2022. I'm not saying it deserves a lot of Best Picture nominations. You know, I, I, I get why the Academy would kind of grave on a curve a little bit. I thought the Batman was a really well-written film, though, really well-directed. I think it should get a similar photography nomination as well i actually think it could get a couple more nominations that it's probably gonna end up getting but it's nice to see it listed on here nevertheless next category is sound we've got all quiet on the western front avatar the way of water the batman elvis and top gun maverick easy easy pick here for me easy pick i think what's going to win is top gun maverick i think it should win the oscar uh, first time we've seen Top Gun Maverick listed, at, same with Avatar, The Way of Water. I think Top Gun Maverick should get this award. I think it will get this award. I think if there's any shot that Top Gun Maverick has at winning an Oscar this year, it's going to be in the sound department. And I think Top Gun Maverick had the best sound of the year. That theater experience was incredible, and, a sound, and the sound was a large part of that. So I think this is another easy pick for me so far in these categories next category is original score one of my favorite uh categories here all quiet on the western front babylon the banshees of insurin and everything ever all at once right along with the fablemans very tricky uh category for me here what i think will win is hmm tricky spot here i think the fablemans is going to win this category if not the fablemans it would be babylon what i think should win in this category is probably oh, man i think it's babylon i think babylon was my favorite score of the ones listed here um the Northman was my favorite score of 2022. That's a definite snub there. Um, they also threw Michael Giacchino under the bus. I thought he should have gotten nominated as well. I didn't think the Banshees... I thought the Banshees of Intrigue had a good score. I don't think it was as memorable as the Batman or even the Northman. But those are the two that I would have liked to have seen mentioned in this category. But Battleline had a really good score. I'm a fan of jazz. So this was a one I was going to pick but 
There is a beauty undoubtedly so in the Fableman score done by John Williams that I certainly wouldn't be upset if it won. I like the storyline for him. This is likely going to be his last collaboration with director Steven Spielberg, who have, the two of them have been work, working together for many, many years now. It's a plus 40-year collaboration, approaching 50. So I... Totally understand the sentiment, wanting to give him the award. I thought the Fablemans was a great score, so there is certainly no shame in that. Um, that being said, I think Babylon should win this award. Fablemans is what I expect to win this award, nevertheless. Next category is original song. Uh, not a category that really always stands out to me, but absolutely understand. You know, there's been some I iconic iconic songs here the lion king is one of the biggest examples of that working alongside elton john um i went ahead and make sure i listened to these songs before giving my opinion you know music today not particularly my cup of tea but that's just the way it is you know some things shake out like that not particularly it living in my era of music right now but i will do the best i can to judge these songs correctly um I'm very familiar with This Is A Life from Everything Ever All At Once. That is uh, one here mentioned. Uh, I'll go through the nominees. Uh, applause from Tell It Like A Woman. Hold My Hand from Top Gun Maverick. Obviously, that's a Lady Gaga one. Lift Me Up. Rihanna. Black Panther. Wakanda Forever. Natu. Natu from RRR. And This Is A Life. Everything Ever All At Once. My pick here is going to be Hold My Hand. Lady Gaga, Top Gun Maverick. Um, I also liked it. I liked uh, Lift Me Up as well. Those would be the two that I think are closest to winning this award. I think that the Academy is going to go the way. Oh, it's a hard one. Oh, man. Gosh. I think they're going to pick... Ooh, they could really go Black Panther Wakanda forever. That's a more diverse pick. Man, hard one. Hard one. I'm going to go Black Panther Wakanda forever. That's the one I think they're going to pick. I I don't know which one I like more. I think they're both good songs. Uh, I can have a ton of respect for Lady Gaga and Rihanna as musicians um, and artists, I suppose. Both good songs. I think I'll go Lift Me Up as the song I think is going to win. Potentially my favorite song out of the two as well. So there you go. I, I might be getting my way for a lot of these categories considering what is given to us. I felt like an original score. There were some category. So there were some soundtracks there that got snubbed. But I think that's also just my different taste in music. But, you know, that's just the way it is. Visual effects. Big category here. All Quiet on the Western Front, Avatar The Way of Water, The Batman, Black Panther Wakanda Forever, and Top Gun Maverick. Black Panther Wakanda Forever is definitely not winning this category. The easy win here is Avatar The Way of Water. Way of Water. If that film doesn't win, what are we doing here? I mean, you might as well just cut out the rest of these nominees because there's no chance Avatar the Way of Water doesn't win this award. The best visual effects, arguably, of all time. There is no chance that this movie does not win this award. Easy, easy win here. It deserves the win. It's going to get the win. Enough said. 
quote Stan Lee. Best live action short. Gonna skip it. Haven't seen any of them. Documentary short. Skip it. Haven't seen any of them. Documentary feature. Okay. Here we go. Navalini. A house made of splinters, fire of love, all the beauty and the bloodshed, and all that breathes. I'm going to skip it. Haven't seen any of them. Animated short. Haven't seen any of them. Uh, there is a short film on here that is listed as My Year of Dicks. Um, no idea what this short film is about, but interesting choice in title. Here we go. Animated feature, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio, Marcel the Shell of Shoes on, Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, and then the last two, Sea Beast and Turning Red, both of which were not good. Let's talk about the main three here. Puss in Boots has been making the waves as of late in terms of its ratings of 4.3 on Letterboxd. Very, very surprised to see that. Very, very surprised. But uh, I don't think it's going to win this award. I expect and hope Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio wins this award. I enjoyed Marcel the Shell of Shoes on, but I think Pinocchio had more heart, was more well-made. Uh, just my favorite Guillermo del Toro film, maybe a hot take there. The stop motion was beautiful, great voice cast. Everything you want in an animated film. Easy win here. I think Pinocchio wins. I think Pinocchio should win. Uh, there you go. Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. In a year with three movies based on that book, Pinocchio still stood out to me. It still felt fresh. Um, really good film. Really good film. One of my favorite films of 2022. So I think it will win, and I think it should win. International feature. Ooh, okay. I got a problem here. So we got All Quiet on the Western Front. Germany, Argentina, 1985, Argentina, Close, Belgium, EO, Poland, and The Quiet Girl from Ireland. Big problem with this category, Decision to Leave. One of my favorite films of the year, not even on this list. Not even on this list. So uh, I got a big problem with that. I think All Quiet on the Western Front is going to win this category, and I think it should win this category because Decision to Leave is not here. That was my favorite international film of the year. So kind of got a problem with that. But, uh, you know, that's a that's a big miss by the Academy, in my opinion. Big miss. One of the most beautiful directed films of the year. One of the great directors arguably working right now, Park Chan-wook. Um, big miss by the Academy. Big miss. So I got a bit of a problem with this category. Next one. Production, de production design. <laughs> Sorry. All Quiet on the Western Front. Avatar, The Way of Water, Babylon, Elvis, The Fablemans. I think this one goes to Avatar, The Way of Water. I think it should win this category. Um, I, I just don't think that anything visually here is beating Avatar The Way of Water. You want to talk about script. You want to talk about, you know, performances, which I thought the Avatar Avatar Way of the Water had great performances, just not Oscar-worthy performances. But I think Zoe Saldana could potentially get an Oscar for this character later on down the line. I don't think Way of Water just served her to her absolute best, but I think maybe if they really do shine the spotlight on her, she could 
scoop up that award at some point for this character. I think it's a very emotionally effective character. But I think Avatar Way of the Water has this one down pretty easily. I mean, there's no... Uh, I mean, there's no second here in honesty. It's it's really just Avatar Way of the Water all across the board for me when it comes to this category. But Fableman's Elvis, Babylon, all quite a Western front. These are these are great picks, but Avatar Way of Water, uh, I think, really just stole this award. I mean, it it was just on another tier. I don't think you could argue with that in the slightest. What this film did is light years ahead of what they did in 2009, and uh, man, I mean, it's. Anything visually, I think, is 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 taking this award pretty safely. I'll be surprised if Avatar Way of Water doesn't win visual effects or production design. That's all I'm going to say. If I had to pick one that wasn't Way of Water, I'd probably go Babylon. There were some epic set pieces there. Uh, visually, that film looked great. That would be my second pick, but Way of Water is highly uh, above uh, Babylon. Okay, next one. All Quiet on the Western Front. Oh, <laughs> my bad. This is adapted screenplay. Adapted screenplay. Um, all Quiet on the Western Front. Glass Onion, A Knives Out Mystery. Living. Top Gun Maverick and Women Talking. Understand putting Women Talking on here. Uh, I haven't seen that one yet, but I, I get that nomination. I won't poke any holes in it necessarily. Um, looking at scripts here. I don't really have much of a problem as far as anything in this category goes. What I think will win here is... I think this one's got to go to All Quiet on the Western Front. And that's what I think should win. Uh, listen, I love Top Gun Maverick. I don't think it, it deserves the best adapted screenplay pick, but I think that screenplay was very solid. All Quiet on the Western Front is the one I would give this award to. Big problem I have with this category, though. Uh, Glass Onion, A Knives Out Mystery. I did get, I gave that a not recommend because of the script. I did not think that was a good script at all. So uh, I, I have a big problem, actually, with that film being listed in the best adapted screenplay of the year. You could have easily thrown um, The Batman, in this category. Uh, there are other films that you could have given this to. You know, Pinocchio even. I mean, for goodness sake. There's there's better films to pick here. The Batman, Pinocchio. I mean, come on here. Um, Glass Onion was not a good script. It just was not. So I, I do have a problem with that film being listed. So there are some qualms here in adapted screenplay. But we will move on nevertheless. Original screenplay, very strong category here. The Banshees of Entrin, Everything Ever All at Once, The Fableman's Tar, and Triangle of Sadness. Finally getting mentioned here is Triangle of Sadness and Tar. Uh, I have yet to see Triangle of Sadness, but that's one that I really, really do need to make happen. Um, what I think should win this category is The Banshees of Entrin. I thought that screenplay was incredible. It was one of my favorite screenplays since Parasite, probably. Uh, Parasite has one of the strongest screenplays of all time. Um, I would not say that about The, Banshee, the Banshee's Venturing, but it, had a, it was very satisfying, very well-crafted, so much detail and effort was clearly put into it. Same thing could be said about everything ever all at once, which would be the second 
uh, pick for me in this category. What I think will win is the Banshees of Instrument. If there's every category that I think this movie is going to win in, it is original screenplay. Very, very strong uh, screenplay. I think this one easily, easily deserves the win here. Uh, I don't really think this mo- there were any films snubbed. I think all five of these movies had strong categories. You know, I didn't see Triangle of Sadness, but uh, I, I've heard about it. I mean, I'm sure it's got a, a strong screenplay. I'll actually, you know, what? I'll watch that movie tonight. There you go. I will watch that movie tonight, and I will come back and give you guys my review on it because um, that's a movie I need to see. So there you go. Here we go. Editing. Oh, well, hold on. What? Uh, yeah, Banshee's Adventure is what I think is going to win, by the way. And I think it should. So if I didn't make that clear before, I am doing so now. Editing. Here we go. The Banshees of Intrin, Elvis, Everything Ever All at Once, Tar, and Top Gun Maverick. Ooh, strong category here. Look at Top Gun Maverick. Go! Let's go, baby. Let's go. Top Gun Maverick. Getting those nominations 100% deserved. Uh, and I'm honestly surprised to see it being listed so many times, but I think this is warranted. And listen, I've seen the backlash. No, we can't have a fun film listed here. Um, listen, I'm not seeing anybody say that, but let's go to the Hollywood Reporter real quick because I had this uh, this listed here. I think so. Uh, let me see. Okay. Oh, never mind. I was wrong. I did not have that pulled up. But listen, guys, there's going to be backlash to this, obviously. And uh, I expected that, you know, if this film got any actual, you know, awards. I mean, we're all happy to give this money. But, man, as soon as it, uh, you know, starts getting some awards, well, we got a problem with it. Listen, Top Gun Maverick, is it the highest definition of art? You could make the case it is, <laughs> actually. But I, I get why certain uh, film fans are... You know, aggravated to see this mentioned in award circles. But listen, guys, Top Gun Maverick got people in theaters more than any film this year, with the exception of Avatar Way of Water. Um, people loved it. You know, and it it was, uh, I thought, a glorious thing to see people come out to the theaters and love that movie. I'm not saying that deserves any awards. I'm not making that case. But Top Gun Maverick is a different type of movie. But one that is equal, arguably equally as important in terms of giving fans the best time possible. Uh, so I think it deserves this award. I want to make that clear. I thought it had sharp editing, tar, brilliant editing as well. Banshee's Venture and Elvis. Uh, I think you could make the case Elvis editing sucked. I actually think you could make the case that it was horrible, sloppy, uh, a really, really bad. Or really, really good. So it's up to you. Is Elvis genius editing or horrible uh, amateur editing? You could make that case as well. Uh, I'm not amateur editing, but, you know, very poorly done. I think you could make that case as well. Um, Great uh, nominees here with the exception of Elvis. I think Everything Ever All at Once deserves this award. That film was so capable of... You know, moving really quick and and uh, also 
having those slow moments as well. I thought that film was very well edited. Very well edited. I think it's what should win, and I think it's going to win. If not, probably Top Gun Maverick, maybe? I don't know. You could make the case. But I think everything ever all at once should win, and I think it will win this award. Um, looking at any other films that could have been left out here, none really stand out to me. Uh, I thought Decision to Leave had strong editing. Actually, I thought it was a little long, so actually I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to change my mind on that one. Babylon, very fast, you know, very fastly cut, you could say, but I get why you wouldn't want to put that on here. You could make the case for it, though. Um, also, three-hour-long movie. Good grief. Could have cut... Yeah, actually, no. Babylon was way too long. So, I'm changing that. Um, yeah, I think this is the right list here, with the exception of Elvis. Um, but I don't know you know, what really stands out to me in terms of taking its place. Um, yeah, I don't know. So, what do you want to do? Uh, but yeah, I think everything ever all at once should get this, and I think it will uh, win best editing. So I feel like I might be getting what I want this year in terms of awards. Cinematography. Ooh, gotta love this category. All quite on the Western Front. Bardo, false chronicle of a handful of truths. Okay, what is Bardo? I've never heard of this movie in my life bardo uh oh this is the new um this is the new Alejandro Gonzalez Inartu who did Birdman uh and The Revenant okay this is on Netflix this is another movie that I'm going to have to watch I'm sure it's well shot uh The Revenant was beautiful so I I, I get this on why that he would put this on here why the academy would put this on here empire of light very odd film by the way uh sam mendes uh his film after the heavily nominated 1917 roger deakins obviously did the cinematography for empire of light i saw the trailer it was beautifully shot the uh the trailer and you know everything that i've seen um, the scenes that I have seen of Empire Light, I haven't seen the whole thing, and uh, don't intend to. Looks dry, looks boring. Managed in watching it, but I think what should win this category. Uh, okay, actually, I'm gonna chime in here. Give a couple of Noah's picks. Everything ever all at once. Thought that had great cinematography, better than Elvis. The Batman. Put that one up here. The Northman. I don't know. Maybe not the Northman, but better than Elvis. That's for sure. Okay, Elvis was well shot, guys, but there was just a, an opening. Whew. Horrible. Horrible opening. Okay. I, I, I'm so d divided on Elvis. I can't even explain it. That movie really has torn me in half in terms of my feelings on it. Here's what I think will win. All Quiet on the Western Front. There you go. I think All Quiet on the Western Front is going to win. Probably should win, but I really love Tar. I really, really love Tar. Um, so that's a tough. That's a tough one for me. Man, Tar did look good. Ah, nope. I think I got to go All Quiet on the Western Front. But there you go. Cinematography. 
I think all quiet on the Western Front should win and probably will win. Uh, but man, it's hard saying it's going to beat Tar. I'm not sure. That was a really, really close one. Uh, anyway, best supporting actor. Ooh, tricky category. Brendan Gleeson, the Banshees of Injuring, Brian Tyree, Henry Causeway, Judd Hirsch, the Fablelands. Who was he? Oh, he was that dude in it for a few minutes. Okay, never mind. I know who he was. Uh, did not really think that was a best supporting actor performance. Little surprised to see that mentioned. Could have gone a, perhaps a Paul Dano. Could have gone a... Uh, what else could have been mentioned here, by the way? That is not... Uh, could have gone a Ralph Fiennes, even. That was better. Could have gone. That's it. Uh, I can't really think of anything else. But did not really think that performance was best supporting actor quality. And listen, it's not going to win. So I'm not concerned about it. Uh, Ki Hu Quine for Everything Ever All at Once and Barry Keoghan for The Banshees of Venturin. You guys know what I'm going to say. I think Ki Hu Quine has this award locked down. No conversations about it. It should win. It's going to win. I'm not even going to entertain it not winning if it doesn't. Oh, there will be riots on the street. Make no mistake of that. Um, but yeah, this is 100% the way to go. Kihu Quine. Oh my goodness, these freaking headphone cords are going to kill me. Okay. Yes, Kihu Quine. Everything of all moments. My favorite performance of 2022, with the exception of Kate Blanchett for Tar. This performance is the run rep, in my opinion. It should win. It will win. It's going to be beautiful when he does win. Not even entertaining him, not winning. So in terms of the categories uh, for best supporting actor, it's got to go to my man, Ki-Hu Quain. Everything, ever all at once. Ki-Hu Quain, Ki-Quan, uh, Tomato, Tomato, by the way. Um, best supporting actress. Angela Bassett, the Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, Hong Chao, the Whale, Carrie Condon, the Banshees of Intran. So glad to see this performance get some uh, some love here. Jamie Lee Curtis, Everything Ever All at Once, and Stephanie Husu for Everything Ever All at Once. Uh, my pick here. Can't believe I'm saying this. It's got to go to Angela Bassett. It's got to go to Angela Bassett for Black Panther Wakanda Forever. I thought she was magnificent. Magnificent. And I didn't recommend that movie. But I am actually championing this performance. So, you know, there you go. Angela Bassett. Making history here, by the way. Uh, first MCU actor to get nominated for an award. Um, and that... First MCU act, first MCU role to get nominated for an Oscar. There you go. That's what I meant to say. Maybe the first Marvel one too. I can't think of any others. And if people were gunning for Willem Dafoe last year, <sighs> sorry, but that was not going to get nominated. But Angela Bassett, guys, she brought a, she brought a, a raw emotional power 
to Wakanda Forever that was so what I wanted from that movie and just did not get. Any scene she wasn't in just felt lesser to me because uh, I felt like when she was not on screen, this movie was going around with, you know, all the Namor stuff and uh, all the... Oh my gosh. What is what's her name? Um, from Seinfeld. Oh my gosh. I can't believe I'm blanking on her name. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, this is Angela Bassett's award. If not Angela Bassett, it's got to go to Carrie Condon for the Banshee's Venture. Very nice to see Hong Chow get some recognition for the whale. I thought that she was great in the menu. Have not seen the whale yet, but I think that she's going to give more great performances like she did in the menu. I thought she was awesome in that film, and I'm guaranteeing you that she's awesome in the whale as well. But I think Angela Bassett's got this one, and it's crazy to be saying that, but I really love that performance. I think she gets the win here. Uh, very. I will be surprised if it does win, but I'm also saying it's going to win. I'm not sure if that makes any sense at all. But anyway, there you go. Best actor. Here we go. Paul Mescal for After Sun. This I need to see. Bill Nye for Living. Brendan Fraser for The Whale. Colin Farrell for The Banshees of Entering. And Austin Butler for Elvis. What did not get mentioned here? Let's take a look. Well... I got nothing for you. I think that this category makes sense to me. Need to see After Sun as well. Um, can't speak to Paul Mescal or Bill Nye. But what I can't say is uh, they aren't winning. So it's pretty locked down. And my opinion, Frazier did not win the Golden Globe. He's going to win the Oscar. That moment's going to be special. He's going to walk up on stage. It's the renaissance right now. You know, he's back, baby. And the Mummy 4 comes out soon or something. You know, he's, oh, he's coming back. He's coming back. But listen, I think this performance is going to win. I'll be surprised if it doesn't. I am expecting it should win. But I've only seen Butler and Farrell's performances. Farrell was easily my favorite of the two, but Butler was great. I just thought Colin Farrell was terrific. Uh, but I think Frazier is going to win the award for The Whale. Two more categories to go here. That's Best Actress. This one is locked down, baby. Kate Blanchett for Tar. Andre Armas for Blonde. Andre Luz Barrow for To Leslie. Michelle Williams for The Failments. And Michelle Yu for Everything Everywhere All at Once. Andre Armas. I was hoping she was going to win. And then Blonde ended up not being that good. Um, Kate Blanchett for Tar, easy. This was one of my favorite performances of the century. Plain and simple. I thought Blanchett was awesome. Uh, she blew me away with this performance. I thought it was incredible. I expect her to win. If it's not her, it's Michelle Yu, um, which will be a great moment if Michelle Yu wins the Oscar. But Kate Blanchett was pure greatness in Tar. Um, Michelle Williams was good. Um, I'm sure Andre Armas was good. Andre Rusbo was probably good. I, I have not seen two Leslie or Blonde. But Kate Blanchett, I think, should have this locked down straight up um, pretty easily, in my opinion. But there you go. Best director. 
Mark McDonough, the Banshees of Entrin, the Daniels for Everything Ever All at Once, Steven Spielberg, the Fablemans, Todd Field for Tar, Ruben Ostland for Triangle of Sadness. I feel like there's been some movies left out. Let me see. Okay, here's something we've got to mention here. No Jordan Peele whatsoever in this conversation. He hasn't been brought up. Uh, very surprised. Um, I can't say I'm surprised, but it's something worth noting here. Jordan Peele has not been brought up at all. Um, James Cameron not getting mentioned for Avatar Way of the Water. I think that's a bit of a snub. Um, thought Matt Reeves did good for the Batman, but I get why that's not nominated. Uh, thankfully they did not give Baz Luhrmann um, and a nomination for Elvis good lord um, what I think is going to win oh man this is so hard this is hard Ooh. it's between Spielberg and the Daniels in my opinion And I don't know who I want to win. I don't know who I think the Academy is going to pick. I think they pick Spielberg. I think they go romantic. I think they pick Spielberg. And the Daniels probably should win this award, in all honesty. I think everything everyone wants was a once-in-a-decade type of movie. I mean, that movie was something very special. Even though I didn't even put it in my top five for 2022. Um... But I think the Fablemans really hit with me on a different emotional level. I will not be disappointed either way. It'll be nice to see Spielberg get recognition for the Fablemans. The Daniels probably deserve it for the feat that they did with everything ever all at once. And it's great to see them getting that type of recognition. But this is really a coin flip for me. Th this is a great nominee list. But I feel like Spielberg and the Daniels are really leading the charge. Um, I think the Daniels probably should win the award and Spielberg will. Or vice versa? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a very close, very close race. I, I can't give a pick here, honestly. It's very close. But um, I will not be disappointed either way. That is what I will say. Okay, last category here. The big one. Best picture. The one that matters most. Listen, it's easy to mess this one up. And, you know, Coda won last year. I didn't think Coda was the best movie, even close, last year. Thought it was good. Didn't think it was great, but it won. You know, and it happens a lot. But it is it is what it is, ultimately. Um, here are the nominations. Women Talking. Triangle of Sadness. Top Gun Maverick. Tar. The Fablemans, everything, everywhere, all at once. Elvis, the Banshees of Edgefren, Avatar, the Way of Water, and All Quiet on the Western Front. Okay. Standouts to me. Top Gun Maverick getting nominated is a big deal, in my opinion. It's a big deal, and I'm happy that it even made it on the list. I think it deserves to be on the list. There's not a lot of flaws in Top Gun Maverick that I've seen anybody point out. So, make of that what you will. I think it deserves to be on this list. 
What do I think will win? I think The Fablemans is going to win this award. And it was my favorite movie of the year. So I think it should. Simple as that. The Fablemans packed the emotion for me. If it's not The Fablemans, it's everything ever all at once. Those two films are what are leading the charge for me this year. Everything Ever All At Once is the highest rated film out of everything in 2022. So you could make the case that a lot, you know, a lot of people are going to say, well, it's just, it, it should win. You know, it, it, it 100% deserves to win. And I understand that um, Everything Ever All At Once just didn't work. You know, I'm not going to say it didn't work. It just didn't connect with me. And I think the same way it connected for everybody else, which is fine. You know, some movies just are like that, but I love that movie. I own it. It's great. I'll watch it again. It's a great film. The Fablemans just hit with me more. So I want to say that I want it to win. You could make the case that everything everyone wants should win, and maybe it will win. Everything, actually, I'm changing my pick. Everything everyone wants is going to win, but I think the Fablemans should, or I want it to. But I, you know, you can make the case it shouldn't. It's very, very tricky, you know, very tricky conversation to have here. But I think everything ever at once ultimately wins this award. You know, it'd be awesome if Top Gun Maverick did, but I don't think, I don't think it is. Um, Way of Water is not, but I think it deserves to be on here. Need to see Triangle of Status and Women Talking. Not very excited to see Women Talking, in all honesty, but. You know, maybe I'll watch it. Uh, Elvis, definitely not. It shouldn't even be on this list for crying out loud. Wise decision to leave, not even mentioned to snub. And speaking of snubs, um, on I'm on the New York Times website. I'm going to look at what they listed as snubs and surprises. But before I do, I wanted to give a little summary here that they wrote down. Uh, put it up here in their words. Okay. Everything Ever at Once led in sheer number of nominations with 11 total. Martin McDonough's The Banshees of Entry and Edward Berger's All Quiet on the Western Front tied for second with nine each. So that gives you an idea of what's leading the charge. That's one of the, another one of the reasons I think Everything Ever at Once is probably going to win Best Picture. Uh, you see that a lot movie that gets nominated for most i feel like normally wins best picture so there you go and i think everything ever all once one of the things that made it so great is how it dominated in so many categories how exceptional it was in acting how exceptional it was in its music how exceptional it was in its editing there are just so many examples of how it really blew me away in its different in, in its different categories um, here are some standout snubs and surprises. Uh, a record-setting year for uh, oh my gosh, don't give me this right now. I don't want to see this. Continue. No, New York Times is kicking me out. Okay, we're back. Okay, so let's see here. Um, Stubs and surprises. A record-setting year for Asian actors. Um, though two of the last Best Picture winners were directed by Asian filmmakers. Um, gosh, they're doing it to me again. Dang it! 
Dang it, I don't want to subscribe, New York Times. Get me out of this. Okay. Uh, Viola Davis. That That is a miss. That she was not nominated for The Woman King, which surprises me a lot. Danielle Drenner also did not get nominated for Till. So that's a surprise there. Um... I did not expect a lot of love for the Batman, so that doesn't exactly surprise me per se. Um, what else here? Tom Cruise did say he thought he was going to get nominated for Best Actor in the Golden Globes. He did not. Neither did he for an Oscar. Not a lot of love for After Sun uh, or Cha Cha Real Smooth. That is something worth noting. Um, let me see. Decision to leave. That's, to me, one of the biggest snubs of the year. Very surprised to see it not mentioned a lot. Viola Davis not getting nominated for The Woman King surprised me a lot. Not a lot of love for Damien Chazelle's directing for Babylon. I thought it was really good. Um, potentially deserved the nomination there. Editing as well. Uh, that movie also was a little long. Bones and all. Beautiful cinematography. A uh, bit of a snub there, perhaps. Oh, I thought... Um, you could make the case Taylor Russell should get nominated for Bones and All. I would hear that argument out and potentially would agree with it. So I'm a little surprised to see it did not get mentioned. Um, other than that, I don't really have a whole lot of complaints. Uh, we'll have to see how everything ends up panning out. You know, the Oscars could... <laughs> As they are wont to do, really, really mess this up. Um, man, I'm, you know what? I'm just going to create a free account for uh, from New York Times real quick. I'm going to, I want to see what the people thought was the, uh, what, what were the snubs, what were the surprises, you know. Uh, the Batman did get a couple nominations, I think, and that surprised me. I felt like it had great cinematography, you know, so. I mean, I, I, I feel like you could hear that argument out as well. Uh, but, you know, it is what it is, ultimately. Um, what else here? What else? What else stands out? <laughs> Um, trying to think here. Uh, Tar, I think Tar did not get nominated for score, which I get, but also you know maybe could have gotten some love there. Nope had great editing, great sound design. A little surprised that it didn't get a lot of love there. Um, come on. I want to get to my uh, okay. Here we go. Snubs and surprises. Uh, Viola Davis not get did not get nominated. Here are a couple snippets. Q Quine obviously just overjoyed uh, getting the nomination. Angela Bassett stunned. Michelle, you bursting with joy. Austin Butler sad that Le Liza Marie Presley would not be able to share the moment with him. Uh, understandable there. Best actor category, five fresh faces, five new people, never been nominated for an Oscar. Women are ignored in the director race. Okay. 
Here we go. All right. This is uh let's debunk this real quick. Uh, listen, guys. Uh, let's be let's think rationally about this real quick. Let's look at the top films of the year. Um I do not think that people are watching a movie and are thinking, oh my gosh, this woman directed this movie. No chance I'm nominating this movie. Because I have never, and this is hand to my heart, I have never watched a film and was even conscious Unless it's one of my favorite directors, like David Lynch or David Fincher, I'm really trying to get at their perspective. Like if if they're one of my favorite directors, then maybe I'm doing this. But I'm not ever really thinking much about a direct, like, ooh, what is this person like? You know, and what are they trying to like? I'm never researching a director. I'm looking at the movie, and if and then I'll look at the director. Okay, who directed this? And then I normally check. But most of the time, I do not have the director's gender in mind. Um, if they're per- making their political views known in the film, then I will p- take that into consideration or, or, or social views in mind. I'll, I'll take that in- into consideration. But listen, guys, there just weren't, you know, I think Women Talking was the main film by a female director and The Woman King. And I don't think either of those films are strong contenders for best directing this year. They're just not. They're just not. So I we're not gonna start sitting around here calling the academy sexist. You know, I'm, let's just read this real quick. After back-to-back years when a female filmmaker won the Best Director Oscar, that trend came to a decisive halt Tuesday when no women were even nominated in that category. Among the biggest contenders were Gina Prince Bythewood, whose action epic The Woman King was snubbed across the board. After Sun, director Charlotte Wells, whose leading man Mescal made the best actor cut, and Sarah Poli, whose film Women Talking earned two nominations for Adapted Screenplay and Best Picture. Meanwhile, the Favelman's amateur auteur Steven Spielberg earned his ninth Best Director nomination, tying Martin Scorsese for the second most. Okay, this is ridiculous. See, now I'm unsubscribing from the New York Times. This is just ridiculous to me. This is ridiculous. We're, we're really going to sit here and say... Oh, they're biased, you know, towards men because, you know, the, the, Steven Spielberg did his ninth nomination. Are we really going to put, uh, no disrespect to, to Gina Prince, Bythewood, or, or Charlotte Wills, they are not Steven Spielberg. Okay? Can, can we be rational enough to think that? Okay? So let's not make that comparison. It's very clear who, who wrote this. Who wrote this? Uh, what? Kyle Buchanan, Buchanan, whatever his name is, is getting at. It's very clear that com- what that comparison is. Uh, let's grow up a little bit, okay? This is this is third grade logic, okay? This is third grade logic. Um, Sarah Poli, um, Charlotte Wells, Gina Prince Bythewood. These are probably very well-directed films, but let's not sit here and just because they didn't get nominated, that means the Academy is sexist, okay? Let's let's just not even entertain that conversation because it, it's not accurate. It, it's not accurate. The Woman King, in no chance, is as 
meaningful as the fable is. Yeah, maybe I'm going to be called sexist for that. Or everything ever all at once. Or the Banshees of Entry. These are just better directed films. And let's let's be honest with that. Um, After Sun honestly surprised me because I thought that film was going to get nominated a lot more than it did. It ultimately did not. But listen, I I, I just don't I don't like this conversation. Uh, call me sexist if you wish. Uh, I don't think I am being sexist on that front. But sometimes, uh, you just get left out, and th that has nothing to do with gender. Okay, I'm not over here saying you know. Uh, if if this was a majority of women and no men were mentioned, you know, I don't know. It, it doesn't matter to me. Does the work back it up? And you look at a movie like Everything Ever All at Once, and of course it does. Of course it does. Of course it backs it up. The Fablemans, of course Steven Spielberg deserved to get nominated for that movie. It's ridiculous to say he didn't. So that comparison bugs me. Anyway, let's move on from that. Yeah, okay, so they point out streaming uh, was, uh, you know, this was not the best year for streamers. Blonde, obviously, did not make the rounds. It was uh, originally supposed to. Causeway, Bardo, uh, these films did not quite make the buzz that they perhaps were intending to. When Coda, a streaming film, won Best Picture last year and won a lot of awards. So make that what you will. But, you know, it just happens. Not a whole lot to, dis to dissect there. Uh... Sequels, musical to the best. Oh, two sequels. That's a uh, pretty weird, rare to see in the uh, um, in the best picture race. You know, not a lot of sequels are always mentioned, but uh, those are the main ones that I thought were worth mentioning. Uh, you know, you can dissect all you want on the uh, no women getting involved for best directing. Listen, there's five slots, and sometimes you're not always going to make it. You know, I mean, you can make – listen, I will entertain the case that maybe, you know, female directors haven't – are still not, you know, at that point yet. But listen, I'm not going to sit here and say the Academy's race is sexist or anything uh, in that respect. It's so weird because if it seems to me – maybe I'm wrong on this point, but the Academy seems to always be trying to um, and the – uh, and the people just go, that's not good enough. That's not good enough. And I, I don't know. I, I, I feel like those films were probably very well directed, uh, regardless of gender. I, again, uh, if you're sitting watching movie and thinking about the gender of the director, you're just, what do you want? You know, like, are you kidding me? Like, that's what, that's the grain in which you're looking at the film. Uh, you know, get out of town. Okay, get out of town. It always bugs me, you know, when a film is like, Oh, we had all, you know, an all-female, you know, thing or whatever, just to like put it up, put it out there. You know, we had an all-female crew, or something like that, all-female cast, or, or you know, everybody here is a female. You know, it just I think Captain Marvel did something like that. It's just, you, you, come on, guys. I mean, it, it, to me, it makes no difference. Just make a good film. Just make a good film. That is all we are here for. I don't care if the director of the Batman was. Michelle Reeves or Matt Reeves just if it's it was a great film I don't care if it's I don't care who it is the, I liked the film and that's about it. it it takes a special director for me to be thinking about okay what's David Lynch saying about you know women with this film what's he saying about 
masculinity with this film or something like that or any like a Tarantino or a Scorsese. Listen, those three directors, Sarah Poli is not, you know, Scorsese or Tarantino. Um, they're not Catherine Bigelow, right? There's a, a a great female director, right? I'm not gonna say there's, there's no great female directors. That's stupid. There obviously are, um, but I'm not I'm not even going to give that much thought. You know, that was a very odd comparison to make. That oh Spielberg's getting nominated nine times. This is Steven Spielberg. Steven Spielberg, one of the all time best directors of all time. How dare he get a ninth nomination when you know Sarah Polly got left out? Sarah Polly. I'll watch women talking or or, or uh, after sun, and I'll I'll make the judgment on whether or not uh, those films should get out. I don't believe this author probably watched all the films um, that that got nominated. I think he's really just you know oh no women direct nominated here. Well, let's look at some of the bigger films you know with women directors behind them. Why didn't they get nominated? You know it's just listen. I I would. I'm fine with what was picked. I thought the the directors did a great job. I will watch After Sun, and I will maybe perhaps say, hey, they should have put him up or, or her up there instead of so-and-so. But I feel pretty confident that was a strong top five uh, best direct list. And listen, I, I, I just those films just did not make as big of a wave as The Fablemans or as big of a wave as Everything Ever All at Once, and that's just the way it went. But I'm sure it'll be maybe it'll be different next year. I don't know. But I'm not going to call the Academy sexist on this point. That was a very odd comparison that author is making. But anyway, as far as the nominees go, uh, a lot of what I expected to see, nothing overly surprising besides the amount of nominations Top Gun Maverick got. The Batman got a couple nominations. I feel like I know where, for the most part, the awards show is going to go or where the winners are, who the winners are going to be. But. You know, we'll just have to see how everything shakes out. Let me see. When, when are the 2023 Oscars? Let's just give that a little look. See, March the 12th. So a couple months. And uh, we will see who the winners are. Not expecting a great show, but uh, ABC, it's coming. <laughs> Whoo, boy, it's going to be rough. But get ready. Uh, cause Hollywood is back at it, baby. And four hours of turmoil and pain, but Hey, I'm always going in with that optimism. So we'll see whether or not they're able to deliver a great show. We'll see. Oh, there's a voice crack for you. Um, but anyway, uh, hope you guys enjoyed that breakdown of the awards. Thought there were some really good films mentioned. Very disappointing decision to leave was not mentioned at all in the conversation. Uh, but you know, it is what it is, you know, to quote Max Holloway. It is what it is. But anyway, uh, guys, what are your thoughts on the films mentioned? Let me know at moviemayx2020 at gmail.com. Uh, as always, I'm reviewing stuff on Letterboxd. Uh, you know, I didn't think Last Onion should have gotten nominated. I just gave a written review for that. Um, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. Are you going to be watching the Oscars? I'm predicting the ratings are going to be even lower this year. Uh, they steadily get lower. Uh, each year as of late, but we're just going to have to see. So that'll be coming March 12th and we'll get all of that, you know, finally figured out who's going to win the categories. Well, we'll see. Um, but thank you guys so much 
These are really the nominations I care about. Golden Globes, Critics' Choice Awards, I'm not very concerned with. But the Oscars, they're the main one. They started it pretty much. You know, this is the big the big award show. It's what really counts, I think, in a lot of people's eyes. So we'll see how everything shakes out. March 12th. Thank you guys so much for listening once again. I appreciate it. More reviews coming soon. After Sun, Triangle of Sadness, The Whale. Still more stuff we got to see on the show. So thank you guys for listening. I'll catch you guys next time. Peace. Okay, last category here, the big one, best picture, the one that matters most. Listen, it's easy to mess this one up. And, you know, Coda won last year. I didn't think Coda was the best movie, even close last year. Thought it was good, didn't think it was great, but it won. You know, and it happens a lot. But it is it is what it is, ultimately. Um, here are the nominations. Women Talking, Triangle of Sadness, Top Gun Maverick, Tar, The Fablemans, Everything Everywhere All at Once, Elvis, The Banshees of Edgeford, Avatar, The Way of Water, and All Quiet on the Western Front. Okay. Standouts to me, Top Gun Maverick getting nominated is a big deal. In my opinion, it's a big deal. And I'm happy that it even made it on the list. I think it deserves to be on the list. There's not a lot of flaws in Top Gun Maverick that I've seen anybody point out. So, make of that what you will. I think it deserves to be on this list. What do I think will win? I think... The Fablemans is going to win this award. And it was my favorite movie of the year. So I think it should. Simple as that. The Fablemans packed the emotion for me. If it's not the Fablemans, it's everything ever all at once. Those two films are what are leading the charge for me this year. Everything ever all at once is the highest rated film out of everything in 2022 so you could make the case that a lot you know a lot of people are going to say well it's just it, it should win you know it it 100 deserves to win and i understand that um everything everyone wants just didn't work you know i'm not going to say it didn't work it just didn't connect with me and i think the same way it connected for everybody else which is fine you know some movies just are like that but i love that movie i own it it's great i'll watch it again it's a great film the Fablemans just hit with me more. So I want to say that I want it to win. You could make the case that everything everyone wants should win. And maybe it will win. Everything, actually, I'm changing my pick. Everything everyone wants is going to win, but I think the Fablemans should. Or I want it to. But I, you know, you can make the case it shouldn't. It's very, very tricky, you know, very tricky conversation to have here. But I think everything ever at once ultimately wins this award. You know, it'd be awesome if Top Gun Maverick did, but I don't think I don't think it is. Um Way of Water is not, but I think it deserves to be on here. Need to see Triangle of Status and Women Talking. Not very excited to see women talking, in all honesty, but you know, maybe I'll watch it. Uh, Elvis, definitely not. It shouldn't even be on this list for crying out loud. Wise decision to leave, not even mentioned to snub. And speaking of snubs, um, 
on I'm on the New York Times website. I'm going to look at what they listed as snubs and surprises. But before I do, I wanted to give a little summary here that they wrote down. Uh, put it up here in their words. Okay. Everything Ever at Once led in sheer number of nominations with 11 total. Martin McDonough's The Banshees of Entry and Edward Berger's All Quiet on the Western Front tied for second with nine each. So that gives you an idea of what's leading the charge. That's one of all, another one of the reasons I think Everything Ever at Once is probably going to win Best Picture. Uh, you see that a lot. Movie that gets nominated for most, I feel like normally wins Best Picture. So there you go. And I think Everything Ever All at Once, one of the things that made it so great is how it dominated in so many categories. How exceptional it was in acting. How exceptional it was in its music. How exceptional it was in its editing. There are just so many examples of how it really blew me away in its different ca in, in its different categories. Um, here are some standout snubs and surprises. Uh, a record-setting year. For uh oh my gosh, don't give me this right now. I don't want to see this continue. No, New York Times is kicking me out. Okay, we're back. Okay. So let's see here. Um ba -ba 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 boom. Stubs and surprises. A record setting year for Asian actors. Um, though two of the last Best Picture winners were directed by Asian filmmakers. Um, gosh, they're doing it to me again. Dang it. Dang it, I don't want to subscribe, New York Times. Get me out of this. Okay. Uh, Viola Davis. That That is a miss that she was not nominated for The Woman King, which surprises me a lot. Danielle Drenner also did not get nominated for Till, so that's a surprise there. Um, I did not expect a lot of love for the Batman, so that doesn't exactly surprise me per se. Um, what else here? Tom Cruise did say he thought he was going to get nominated for Best Actor in the Golden Globes. He did not. Neither did he for an Oscar. Not a lot of love for After Sun uh, or Cha-Cha Real Smooth. That is something worth noting. Um, let me see. Decision to leave. That's, to me, one of the biggest snubs of the year. Very surprised to see it not mentioned a lot. Viola Davis not getting nominated for The Woman King surprised me a lot. Not a lot of love for Damien Chazelle's directing for Babylon. I thought it was really good. Um Potentially deserved the nomination there. Editing as well. Uh, that movie also was a little long. Bones and all. Beautiful cinematography. A uh, bit of a snub there, perhaps. Oh, I thought um, you could make the case Taylor Russell should get nominated for Bones and All. I would hear that argument out and potentially would agree with it. So I'm a little surprised to see it did not get mentioned um, other than that, I don't really have a whole lot of complaints. Uh, we'll have to see how everything ends up panning out. You know, the Oscars could, <laughs> as they are wont to do, really, really mess this up. Um, man, I'm, you know what? I'm just going to create a free account for, uh, 
from New York Times real quick. I'm gonna I want to see what the people thought was the what were the snubs? What were the surprises? You know, uh, the Batman did get a couple nominations, I think, and that surprised me. I felt like it had great cinematography. You know, so I mean, I I, I feel like you could hear that argument out as well. Uh, but you know, it is what it is. Ultimately, um, what else here? What else? What else stands out? Um, trying to think here. Uh, did Tar? I think Tar did not get nominated for score, which I get, but also you know maybe could have gotten some love there. Nope had great editing, great sound design. A little surprised that it didn't get a lot of love there. Um. Come on. I want to get to my... Uh, okay, here we go. Snubs and surprises. Uh, Viola Davis not get, did not get nominated. Here are a couple snippets. Q Quine, obviously, just overjoyed uh, getting the nomination. Angela Bassett stunned. Michelle, you bursting with joy. Austin Butler sad that Le Liza Marie Presley would not be able to share the moment with him. Uh, understandable there. Best actor category, five fresh faces, five new people, never been nominated for an Oscar. Women are ignored in the director race. Okay, here we go. All right, this is, uh, let's debunk this real quick. Uh, listen, guys, I, let's be, let's think rationally about this real quick. Let's look at the top films of the year. Um, I do not think that people are watching a movie and are thinking, oh my gosh, this woman directed this movie. No chance I'm nominating this movie. Because I have never, and this is hand to my heart, I have never watched a film and was even conscious Unless it's one of my favorite directors, like David Lynch or David Fincher, I'm really trying to get at their perspective. Like if the, if they're one of my favorite directors, then maybe I'm doing this. But I'm not ever really thinking much about a direct, like, ooh, what is this person like? You know, and what are they trying to like? I'm never researching a director. I'm looking at the movie, and if and then I'll look at the director. Okay, who directed this? And then I normally check. But most of the time, I do not have the director's gender in mind. Um, if they're making their political views known in the film, then I will take that into consideration or or, or social views in mind. I'll, I'll take that into consideration. But listen, guys, there just weren't – You know, I think Women Talking was the main film by a female director and The Woman King. And I don't think either of those films are strong contenders for best directing this year. They're just not. They're just not. So I we're not gonna start sitting around here calling the academy sexist. You know, I'm, let's just read this real quick. After back-to-back -back years when a female filmmaker won the best director Oscar, that trend came to a decisive halt Tuesday when no women were even nominated in that category. Among the biggest contenders were Gina Prince Bythewood, whose action epic The Woman King was snubbed across the board. After Sun, director Charlotte Wells, 
whose leading man, Mescal, made the best actor cut, and Sarah Poli, whose film, Women Talking, earned two nominations for Adapted Screenplay and Best Picture. Meanwhile, the Fableman's Amateur auteur Steven Spielberg earned his ninth Best Director nomination, tying Martin Scorsese for the second most. Okay, this is ridiculous. See, now I'm unsubscribing from the New York Times. This is just ridiculous to me. This is ridiculous. We're, we're really going to sit here and say, oh, they're biased, you know, towards men because, you know, the, the, Steven Spielberg in his ninth nomination. Are we really going to put uh, – no disrespect to, to Gina Prince, Bythewood, or, or Charlotte Wills. They are not Steven Spielberg. Okay? Can, can we be rational enough to think that? Okay? So let's not make that comparison. It's very clear who, who wrote this. Who wrote this? Uh, what? Kyle Buchanan. Buchanan. Whatever his name is. Is getting at. It's very clear that com- what that comparison is. Uh... Let's grow up a little bit, okay? This is this is third grade logic, okay? This is third grade logic. Um, Sarah Poli, um, Charlotte Wells, Gina Prince-Bythewood. These are probably very well-directed films. But let's not sit here and just because they didn't get nominated, that means the Academy is sexist, okay? Let's, let's just not even entertain that conversation because it, it's not accurate. It, it's not accurate. The Woman King, in no chance, is as meaningful as the Fablemans. Yeah, maybe I'm going to be called sexist for that. Or Everything Ever All at Once. Or The Banshees of Entry. These are just better directed films. And let's, let's be honest with that. Um, After Sun, honestly surprised because I thought that film was going to get nominated a lot more than it did. It ultimately did not. But listen, I, I I just don't I don't like this conversation. Uh, call me sexist if you wish. Uh, I don't think I am being sexist on that front, but sometimes uh, you just get left out, and that, that has nothing to do with gender. Okay, I'm not over here saying you know. Uh, if if this was a majority of women and no men were mentioned, you know I don't know. It it doesn't matter to me. Does the work back it up? And you look at a movie like Everything Ever All at Once, and of course it does. Of course it does. Of course it backs it up. The Fablemans, of course Steven Spielberg deserved to get nominated for that movie. It's ridiculous to say he didn't. So that comparison bugs me. Anyway, let's move on from that. Yeah, okay, so they point out streaming uh, was, uh, you know, this was not the best year for streamers. Blonde obviously did not make the rounds. It was... uh, Originally supposed to Causeway, Bardo, uh, these films did not quite make the buzz that they perhaps were intending to. When Coda, a streaming film, won Best Picture last year and won a lot of awards, so make that what you will. But you know, it just happens. Not a whole lot to dis- to dissect there. Uh, sequels musical to the best. Oh, two sequels. That's a uh, pretty weird, rare to see in the uh, um, in the best picture race. You know, not a lot of sequels always mentioned, but uh, those are the main ones that I thought were worth mentioning. Uh, you know, you can dissect all you want on the uh, 
no women getting involved for best directing. Listen, there's five slots, and sometimes you're not always going to make it. You know? I mean, you can make – listen, I will entertain the case that maybe, you know, female directors haven't – are still not, you know, at that point yet. But listen, I'm not going to sit here and say the Academy's race is sexist or anything uh, in that respect. It's so weird because if it seems to me – maybe I'm wrong on this point, but the Academy seems to always be trying to um, and – the uh and the people just go that's not good enough that's not good enough and i i don't know i i i feel like those films were probably very well directed uh, regardless of gender I, again uh, if you're sitting watching movie and thinking about the gender of the director you're just what do you want you know like are you kidding me like that's what that's the grain in which you're looking at the film uh you know get out of town okay get out of town it always bugs me, you know, when a film is like, oh, we had all, you know, an all female, you know, thing or whatever, just to like put it up, put it out there. You know, we had an all female crew or something like that, all female cast or, oh, you know, everybody here is a female. You know, it just, I think Captain Marvel did something like that. It's just, you, you, come on, guys. I mean, it, it, to me, it makes no difference. Just make a good film. Just make a good film. That is all we are here for. I don't care. If the director of the Batman was Michelle Reeves or Matt Reeves, just if it's it was a great film, I don't care if it's I don't care who it is. The, I liked the film, and that's about it. it. It takes a special director for me to be thinking about okay, what's David Lynch saying about you know women with this film? What's he saying about masculinity with this film, or something like that, or any like a Tarantino or a Scorsese? Listen. Those three directors, Sarah Poli is not, you know, Scorsese or Tarantino. Um, they're not Catherine Bigelow, right? There's a, a, a great female director, right? I'm not going to say there's, there's no great female directors. That's stupid. There obviously are. Um, but I'm not, I'm not even going to give that much thought. You know, that was a very odd comparison to make that, oh, Spielberg's getting nominated nine times. This is Steven Spielberg. Steven Spielberg, one of the all-time best directors of all time. How dare he get a ninth nomination when, you know, Sarah Polly got left out. Sarah Polly, I'll watch Women Talking or or, or uh, After Sun, and I'll I'll make the judgment on whether or not uh, those films should get nominated. I don't believe this author probably watched all the films uh, that, that got nominated. I think he's really just, you know, oh, no women direct nominated here. Well, let's look at some of the bigger films you know with women directors behind them why didn't they get nominated you know it's just listen i i, I would i'm fine with what was picked i thought the the directors did a great job i will watch after sun and i will maybe perhaps say hey they should have put him up or, or her up there instead of so and so but i feel pretty confident that was a strong top five uh, best direct list and listen I, I, I just those films just did not make as big of a wave as the fablemans or as big of a wave as everything ever all at once and that's just the way it went. but i'm sure it'll be maybe it'll be different next year i don't know but i'm not going to call the academy sexist uh, on this point that was a very odd comparison that author is making but anyway as far as the nominees go uh, a lot of what I expected to see, nothing overly surprising besides the amount of nominations Top Gun Maverick got. The Batman got a couple nominations. I feel like I know where, for the most part, the awards show is going to go or where the winners are, who, who the winners are going to be. But 
you know, we'll just have to see how everything shakes out. Let me see. When, when are the 2023 Oscars? Let's just give that a little look. See, March the 12th. So a couple months. And uh, we will see who the winners are. Not expecting a great show, but uh, ABC, it's coming. <laughs> Whoo, boy, it's going to be rough. But get ready, because uh, Hollywood is back at it, baby. And four hours of turmoil and pain. But hey, I'm always going in with that optimism. So we'll see whether or not they're able to deliver a great show. We'll see. Oh, there's a voice crack for you. Um, but anyway. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed that breakdown of the awards. Thought there were some really good films mentioned. Very disappointed decision to leave was not mentioned at all in the conversation. Uh, but, you know, it is what it is. You know, To quote Max Holloway, it is what it is. But anyway, uh, guys, what are your thoughts on the films mentioned? Let me know at moviemayx2020 at gmail.com. Uh, as always, I'm reviewing stuff on Letterboxd. Uh, you know, I didn't think Last Onion should have gotten nominated. I just gave a written review for that. Um, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. Are you going to be watching the Oscars? I'm predicting the ratings are going to be even lower this year. Uh, they steadily get lower uh, each year as of late. But we're just going to have to see. So that will be coming March 12th. And we'll get all of that you know, finally figured out. Who's going to win the categories? Well, we'll see. Um, but thank you guys so much. These are really the nominations I care about. Golden Globes, Critics' Choice Awards, I'm not very concerned with. But the Oscars, they're the main one. They started it pretty much. You know, this is the big the big awards show. It's what really counts, I think, in a lot of people's eyes. So we'll see how everything shakes out. March 12th. Thank you guys so much for listening once again. I appreciate it. More reviews coming soon. After Sun, Triangle of Sadness, The Whale. Still more stuff we got to see on the show. So thank you guys for listening. I'll catch you guys next time. Peace.